It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. You did all the prep the day before. W- without all the children. Without, yeah, where were the kids? Oh, we didn't have kids back then. <laughs> no, no. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the author of six books about raising happy families. And I'm here with my wife, Kylie, Mrs. Happy Families, the mum to our six daughters, Feeling festive, uh, just just before we uh, dive into today's content, which is more Christmas conundrums because there was so much funny feedback about last week's, I just wanted to uh, pull out a, a Christmas gift that we've received from La La Dida. La 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 Dida gave us a five-star rating Can and review. La 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 Dida <laughs> gave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help other people to find out about the podcast and make their families happier. La 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 Dida said, five stars, Dr. Justin Coulson and his wife Kylie are the brains and brawn of practical, compassionate parenting. I'm so grateful for their insights that are helping me to be a better parent. Must listen. I'm curious. Are you the brains? I was thinking the same thing. And no, I'm definitely not the brains. Because I'm definitely not the brawn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. I don't weigh enough to be the brawn. I'm uh, I'm a cyclist. There's no brawn on me. Um, We need to talk about Christmas conundrums because we talked about some really fun ones last week. I was pretty impressed with our rapid fire. We did pretty good. So we're not going to be quite so rapid today. We've only got uh, three because the more Christmas conundrums we've come up with, the more we've realised, oh, that's another episode. Oh, that's another episode. And we've decided that we're going to continue to podcast further to, towards Christmas instead of having a break because we've found so many <laughs> conundrums. So let's do, uh, let's do a handful uh, for this podcast. Well, I know that every parent is thinking – what time is okay for the kids to start having junk food? Especially, I mean, most people's stockings are full of junk food, are they not? I don't think anyone's thinking that on Christmas Day. Parents are like, <laughs> eat whatever you want, just let me sleep. Leave me alone. Did Santa bring you something? Good. Go eat it. Leave me alone. So the tricky part about that is that we do that and then by mid-afternoon, our kids are just ratty yeah, as. Sugar like, coma. Oh, my goodness. But that's also because they've expended so much energy. They haven't slept the night before because they were listening out for reindeer and sleigh bells and Santa coming down the chimney that all Australians have. Um, So I think that uh, it's not just the junk food. It's the the excitement of the day. But they drink sugary drinks and fizzy drink all day and they get stuck into – I mean, it's a pretty rich day, isn't it? Well, I guess that's how ginger beer and mango became (laughs) an essential in our Christmas stockings because I had to give them some fruit. Oh, I just remembered. I had to tell you this. The other day, Emily was talking about Christmas stockings with me. Yeah. So of all of our children, we have one, just one, who does not like mango. She does not like it. And she got a mango last year and she was really disappointed. Santa hates me. He gave me a mango. <laughs> and so she said to me, Mummy, can you please tell Santa not to bring me a mango this year? What and I want? said, oh, well, what, what would you like instead? And she said, mm, I don't know. I said, what about a banana? She said, no. And I said, I know. What about a pineapple? You should have seen her eyes. They just like bulged out of it. She said, oh, they are so big. You and daddy are going to have to help me eat that one. How is she going to – that's very generous. <laughs> how, how is Santa going to fit a pineapple in a stocking? I am really looking forward to seeing how this is going to work. It's a bit like Santa going down the chimney maybe. I don't know, but we'll see. So so a little bit of context here, by the way, um, t- two things that are important. First of all, we have a rule in our house. You don't eat garbage food. You don't eat junk food. Don't eat lollies. Don't have fizzy drink before 10 o'clock in the morning. 
Cocoa Pops on Christmas Day or, you know, on special occasions maybe, but no junk food before 10. So this is actually a bit of a Christmas conundrum because the kids really do want to eat all the garbage that's gone into their Santa stocking on Christmas morning. Uh, And we are pretty lax about it, aren't we? We we let them drink ginger beer for breakfast (laughs) on Christmas Day and have whatever junk food they want because it's Christmas. Well, when they were younger to actually kind of fill the Christmas stocking up a little bit, knowing full well that they were going to eat what would, whatever was in there. I used to actually put those yogurt squeezy tubes because we didn't used to get them, you know, all the time. So yeah, that was actually a, a bit of a treat. Yeah. So they had, you know, some dairy, they had a piece of fruit and they had some sugar. Sort of healthy. I, I had a really uh, nice conversation with uh, our 18-year-old. She's a grown-up mm. uh, the other day and she was talking she about- She doesn't want a mango either. No, she was talking about how the one thing that she could rely on, the one thing that she loves about our Christmas tradition is that she's guaranteed to wake up and have ginger beer and mango for breakfast <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> she can't wait. She's excited. She's 18. We've been doing it for however many years and it's, it's her guarantee. And so long as that's what she gets for Christmas, she doesn't care about the rest. How cool is that? Well, she actually had a conversation with a- Friend, <laughs> a friend, a friend, and he who acknowledged that in his household it's not a mango in a ginger beer, it's a, a croissant, croissant and a ginger, and a ginger beer. beer. <laughs> she kind of stars started, yeah, she's like this, aligning this, for her. This relationship could work long term. <laughs> all right, what's our next Christmas conundrum? Okay, next one. Yeah, this next one is all about how to stay out of the kitchen on Christmas Day because it's, it's supposed to be a special day. We're supposed to be together with everybody and. Then you get stuck in the kitchen. I I get stuck in the kitchen. This is this is what happens to me every Christmas. I spend hours and hours slaving away in the kitchen. What are you laughing at? It's true. I do the dishes. At the very end. <laughs> That's right. When everyone else is passed out on the couch, <laughs> I go into the kitchen and I start cleaning up. But you do spend a lot of time because, I, I mean, the way you cook, oh, I'm not going to even try to cook. Um how do we how do we get around this this Christmas conundrum of balancing uh, preparation and cooking and actually being with everyone? Well, I think you've just tapped into the exact answer. It's all about the preparation. Yeah. So about a decade ago, maybe more, uh, we had a time where you and your sisters and your mom all got together in the kitchen the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. uh, And you you must've spent four, five, six hours in the kitchen on Christmas Eve, but you turned it into a really festive, fun experience together. And you did all the prep the day before. Without all the children. Without, where were the kids? Oh, we didn't have kids back then. Where where were the kids? We did something with them. Maybe I took them somewhere or something. But, but, But the whole, or everything for Christmas was actually prepped the day before. And we stuck it in the fridge and obviously we didn't have enough space in our fridge for 50 people or whatever it was to, to have that much food there. We didn't have that many people back then. Well, no, it was probably about 15 <laughs> people. But but we just made the food and then it went out to everyone's ha- homes and then they just brought it back the next day. And I didn't have to spend all of Christmas Day in the kitchen because… We used disposables. We used disposables. We should just highlight that um, <clears throat> back then we weren't as environmentally friendly as we are now. We wouldn't. We would never do that today. So the answer to that question is 100% preparation. Yeah. Take some time to kind of plan out what your meal is and do everything you can possibly do the day before or even, you know, there are some things that you can freeze and things like that that yeah. um, will make that whole process so much better. And so what I loved about that Christmas was on the day of Christmas, literally just had to dress the plates. Everything was fresh because it was just on the day before and – I could just plate it up and everybody had 
a really relaxing day. Yeah, yeah. So preparation is the answer to making Christmas Day a, a day where you don't have to spend the whole time in the kitchen. I love that. Okay, we've got one more Christmas. Oh, I do have one other tip for that. Oh, yep. Leftovers. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's I love what- I love the fact that we have Christmas lunch and Christmas dinner is a free-for-all. Yep. Just whatever's left over is what we're having. And the same with Boxing Day. Yes. Just, just keep it going. Uh, let's do one more Christmas conundrum in just a tick. It's the Happy Families Podcast. For a happier family, try a Happy Families membership because a happy family doesn't just happen. Details at happyfamilies.com.au. This is the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And we have been diving into some more Christmas conundrums today. Okay, let's do our last one. Last one. Okay. So this is a big one. Should Santa bring the big or the little gifts? I love this question. So I reckon uh, Santa should only bring the little stuff. In fact, we've created a situation in our family where Santa pretty much fills the stocking. With with the essentials. <laughs> this goes back to our podcast the other week. We put the essentials. I've just realised there's always a whole lot of essentials in the Santa stocking. And here I am whinging Hello. about essentials. So Santa gets to give the, the crappy essentials kind of gifts because <laughs> as parents we want all the credit, right? Well, I think what happened was a, a long time ago we realised Santa was bringing them bikes and, you know, all these crazy things. All the big stuff, yeah. yeah and we was, got no credit for that. <laughs> no, we didn't. So we get credit for good gifts and Santa gives them all the just stocking fillers. Well, it's not coal. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly not a lump of coal. But I actually recently, I have seen this a few times now, um, going around on social media, a post by a social worker who just said, please, please, please don't tell your kids that their iPod shuffles and their, you know. iPod shuffles? This is an old, I've I've seen it, it's about about eight years old, yeah. I was going to say, that's an old post, iPod iPod shuffle. Kids today are going to be like, what's that? (laughs) But all the big things, you know, don't tell them their mobile phones come from Santa because there are so many kids who are just, not privileged to be in homes where those things are a reality. And it really struck a chord with me as a mum because I know plenty of families, and especially this year, financial hardship has been a, has been a real challenge. Yeah, COVID's for, been pretty rotten to some families this year, yeah. Yeah, and so even though that wasn't our, um, our initial drive for it, I definitely – you know, my mother heart says this. This is this is something that we need to be considerate of when we tell children what Santa's giving them. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I'm I'm being goofy. I'm, I'm I'm goofing off quite a lot when I say that we want the credit for it. It's not really yeah. about that. Uh, but but we just decided we many many years ago we decided that Santa would uh, give those essential kind of gifts and well, the stocking. And, and, and every now and the again, there, there is something you know kind of of worth in, in the stocking. But the reality is, the Santa stocking. That's that's you know that's the tradition. So we're going to do a podcast uh, in a few days about uh, Santa. And uh, I think that'll be an interesting one. Well, we, we might even just go into a little bit more of the thinking around that and why. But I think uh, my my answer to the Christmas conundrum is to minimise Santa's role in Christmas uh, and, uh, and, and focus on what we can give to the kids, but also focus on what they can give to others. I love it. Okay. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We love making them for you. Uh, we would love for you to leave a Christmas gift for us at Apple Podcasts. That's a five-star rating and review. Can I be that bold and ask for you to do that? 
I do it every day anyway. Uh, we would love that just because people get to find out about the podcast and make their families happier. As always, we appreciate the work of Justin Rule on our producer from Bridge Media and our executive producer, Craig Bruce. If you'd like more information about how we can make your family happier and help your family flourish, especially around our Happy Families memberships, please visit happyfamilies.com.au. Thank you.